WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. And uh, let's go live uh, to uh, Steve Shepard, editor-reporter, but also for our purposes a weather expert at Politico.com following the storm. And Steve, welcome. And I guess uh, the really bad news, uh, of course, new retirees, others in the panhandle, inexperienced with this kind of thing. And the way that the hurricane intensified so quickly, I mean, uh, beginning of the week, people might have thought it, it would be a minor problem. Yeah, if you looked on Sunday, the forecasts for landfall were at a Category 1 to Category 2 strength. Even yesterday, as, as final preparations were being made, uh, residents were told to expect a hurricane of about 125 miles an hour with, with maximum sustained winds. What they got was 155, nearly a Category 5. Um, the reality is, and we saw this with Florence, too, which it, it just worked out in, in, in a better way, in that it weakened. We're, we've gotten really good at forecasting where these storms are going to go, but the intensity forecast, how strong they're going to be when they get there, uh, those leave a lot to be desired. Well, it's interesting. Florence, its problem was it's Stayed where it went and kept dumping rain day after day after day. Uh, this one, uh, it, just the intensification in the final 48 hours. Yeah, no, uh, just to wake up this morning, I, when I woke up at 5 and saw that uh, that it had strengthened into uh, 140 miles an hour and then 145, then 150, and then finally 155 before landfall. It's just the worst possible uh, scenario for folks who live uh, along the coast with storm surge, but not just along the coast. You know, this uh, the, the eye of Michael now, the Approaching kind of southeastern Alabama, southwest Georgia, still a Category Three hurricane with 125 mile an hour winds. I'm not sure that folks inland, away from the coast, are prepared for the kind of wind damage and 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 dangerous debris, and then and then long last potential for long lasting power outages that they're going to see from this. And in the Panhandle, large portions now inaccessible, limited communication. I mean, we're not going to know for a couple of days. Uh, anything else you're hearing, uh, tidbits about the storm's impact? I mean, we would, like you said, we're not going to know for a couple of days. It just came ashore uh, about four and a half hours ago. Uh, folks are still, are, are, it is moving pretty quickly, you know, uh, about 16 miles an hour right now. It's supposed to exact, accelerate. Uh, through the southeastern United States and offshore by tomorrow night into Friday morning, uh, that will give time to kind of assess the damage that we didn't have with Florence, which just sat over the Carolinas for, for a number of days. Here, people will be able to go, if not by uh, nightfall tonight, then certainly tomorrow morning and assess the damage, uh, and we'll know a lot more than Yeah, of course, uh, poor Carolinas. I mean, still waterlogged, still destruction from the last one. Now they're going to get this rain. Uh, let me ask you about the characteristics of the hurricane season. I mean, we had uh, a prediction of a, a pretty good number. Then the number of storms was downgraded. And in that sense, we haven't had very many, but we ended up with Florence, which, as we know, stalled and had that uh, to just torrential rainfall day after day after day. And this one that intensified rapidly. So it, it's like we had two very unique hurricanes. Two very unique hurricanes um, where the circumstances and the, the major threats were so different with Florence. You had a hurricane that was originally supposed to be a Category 4 when it made landfall, but it weakened considerably as it approached the Carolina coast. It did grow in size, so that that went from mostly a wind threat to a main a major water threat. Here, the threats are, are mostly wind and storm surge. Yes, they're going to get some rain uh, that, that could uh, create some minor uh, inland flooding, uh, particularly in places that have been uh, recuperating from that, from, from Hurricane Florence yeah. in the southeast. But we're talking about wind and storm surge. So you have two 
different storms. One weakened considerably before it hit the coast, and the major threat was water. One strengthened considerably before it hit the coast, and the major threat, wind and storm surge. More of a traditional, what we, what we think of when we think of when, when, when hurricanes are really serious, we think of that storm surge and wind, and the Florida panhandle and parts of the southeast are getting that in spades today. And, of course, our 95 corridor, Washington, where you are through Baltimore, uh, Wilmington, Delaware area. I mean, we're really way to the north of it, although I guess in some way the cool front or the system uh, migrating through is going to pick up some of the rain from the remnants of Florence. Yes, and, and bring with it behind it uh, much cooler air for the weekend here. That's also will be welcome news. That cold front is going to make it all the way down to the southeast, and that's going to be welcome news for all these people who are going to lose power. You know, yeah. it's been here in Washington, it's been in the 80s every day and very humid, and if you lost power for an extended period of time with those sorts of conditions, that can get around healthy for folks, especially the most vulnerable. Uh, the good news is, is cooler, drier air is coming in behind it, so if you are going to be without power for a week or two, um, at least it'll be more, the temperatures cooler, will be a little more, more tolerable. Finally, political question, since you're at Politico, obviously. I mean, uh, this has to have an impact on Florida in terms of the gubernatorial and Senate campaigns. And, of course, uh, always the governor, uh, how the governor does in such a situation can help or really hurt a governor. Right. Governor Rick Scott is running for the U.S. Senate, and so this is a big test for him and his leadership. Also, Tallahassee Mayor Andrew Gillum, the yes. city, is, is, is going to be impacted by this. He's the Democratic nominee for governor, so he's facing a test of how he handles it. And we have a story up on Politico.com right now about both candidate, uh, candidates in both races running ads during the hurricane, um, still mm. trying to appeal to voters. Uh, even as, and then this is from both parties, so this is not unique to one party or one candidate. Gotcha. Uh, All right, Steve. Well, out of time. Steve Shepard, Politico, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. You got it.